You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact, and I got a couple of the uh, bad boys here with me. Sin City is good to see you. Matt Michaels is good to see you. And everyone, as you're jumping on, thank you for, for, for hopping on and watching us tonight. I know we're on a different day than we normally you normally would be on. But as you are aware, it is the holiday season going around. And we just celebrated July 4th, which, by the way, happy July 4th to everyone who celebrated yesterday and you know, exciting times, lots of fireworks and lots of everything. I'm sure you guys uh, had lots of hot dogs, right? Um, well, I mean, uh, at least uh, I wasn't a hockey goalie that blew myself up. So <laughs> check into it, kids. Seriously, it's an unbelievable story. Oh, my God. Well, if... If that did happen, that is a bad thing. No, it, it did happen. Oh. He was 24 years old. Columbus Blue yeah. Jackets goalie. He blew himself up with fireworks. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. My God. Well, hopefully nobody did that, man. So, um, anyway. Well, well, hey, hey, at least we weren't uh, golfers who uh, got shot on the golf course. <laughs> That's I did. another story you missed. I actually did it. I actually did hear that. I'm I'm still confused on how that that happened. Yeah, you know, DJ, what it comes down to is that white people sports is not really uh, that safe anymore. <laughs> oh man, well, uh, something for us to look into and possibly debate about, right? <laughs> oh man. Well, look, uh, despite all the uh, tragedy that's been happening this, this past weekend, uh, you know, hopefully you all had a pretty uh, good weekend yourself, and we're happy to be here. We're going to talk a little wrestling for you, and I know this is Monday night, so if you're watching us live right now, you may be um, saying, hey, Raw's about to come on, but hopefully you DVR that and listen to us, and we won't give you any spoilers of anything for Folks like myself who actually get it at the uh, 5 p.m. time before everybody else. So, uh, yeah, I got a chance to see it. Don't roll your eyes. I won't spoil anything. We'll talk about Raw. You better not. (laughs) We'll talk about some of Raw from last week. So let's just get right into it, man. Raw from last week. um, Anything that um, you guys want to mention? I I, I wanted to shout out the Kofi and MVP segment. Uh, last week, I thought that was really awesome. The the bantering going back and forth from the uh, from uh, Kofi in the ring and, um, and MVP uh, up at the the uh, top of the um, uh, stage area, and I mean it, it got it got really good. 
Um, eventually, Kofi got a chance to put hands on MVP and uh, and asked him, hey, are you hurt now? So I like that whole thing, man. I'm, I'm, it looked like MVP might be, uh, you know, he's getting called out on that injury. <laughs> You know? Well, it was great. It was great to see Bobby Lashley come to his aid. <laughs> oh, oh man! Well, no, that uh, didn't happen. But um, but yeah, I mean, that was one of my favorite parts. Uh, anything that that stood out for you guys for Raw last week? Yeah, uh, I kudos to Randy Orton, aka Riddle, for winning <laughs> the Battle Royal playing the part of Randy Orton, right? Uh, even down to the mannerisms and, uh, you know, getting his pyro and everything like that. And then uh, I, I, the main event, um, the, the triple threat um, was, mm-hmm. was a pretty solid, solid match. Um, I know that I have to talk it up because Michaels won't, uh, won't give, you know, Drew McIntyre his, his due. Right. But um, I, I thought all three guys, uh, Styles, Riddle, and McIntyre had a solid, solid match. Um, 27 minutes and you know you can say what you will about his championship run but drew mcintyre um over the over the last nine months or so specifically um if you just look at his work rate and his effort that he's put in for all of his matches regardless of of whether they were championship matches you know that's that's another thing for another day. Um, you know, I, I talked last week about how, how many chances at getting a title is McIntyre going to get, but uh, he has, he's really stepped up his work rate and he's had one hell of a run yeah. um, during, during the quarantine. Let's be real. I agree. Yeah. Let's be real. Um, so if we could be real, go for it's, it. Uh, it's amazing how, uh, AEW fans will bitch and moan about how WWE doesn't give guys opportunity and they don't push the right guys and blah, blah, blah. So here you get Riddle. He wins a fucking battle royal. You put him in the main event to get a spot in the ladder match with, uh, you know, this way you, you get a chance for Orton to, to be in that match. And uh, it goes through. Great. Fucking fun. Okay. <laughs> you know the 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 actually the saving grace of the idea that they went with this year by mixing both shows was very smart. Mm-hmm. Because if you know think about it if this would have been just a raw ladder match, you know, money in the bank match, then you would have gotten Drew and you would have gotten Randy. And you wouldn't got an AJ in there. You know, you would have had your just usual core people. Right. Now you want to get a crossover. And this way, um, you know, you, you see a little intermixing. I think that one of the things that they have been missing is that idea of uh, intermixing the shows just a little bit. Um, it's much better when the shows have a little more flexibility like that. Um so, you know, listen, they're going to push Drew McIntyre until everyone goes and boos him, and then they'll turn him heel, and then people will love him. And it's rinse, wash, and repeat with that formula right now. 
but you're not taking yeah. anything away from him being a, an excellent uh, performer, right? I mean, I can't wrestle like that. Can you? No. <laughs> but if I compare him to other people, and and do I want to see him wrestle more so than some of the other talent? No, absolutely not. I'm 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 overseeing Drew McIntyre you know, constantly showing up because again, the whole thing is, is everyone fucking bitches about seeing the same three fucking people over and over in the main events. And then you get this exact same scenario playing out. And now it's like, well, but Drew is so good. He's been so great. He held this company together while I was in the pandemic. No, he didn't. If they wanted to fucking pull the trigger, they would have, you know, it's, the fact of the matter is, is that if you go back and listen to our shows, what do we say? The ratings are raw, are down, they're down, they're down. Who was the person they were hanging their hat on? Drew McIntyre. So I don't think there's any coincidence there. So I do not think that he draws eyes to the product at all. Interesting. So you think that if it would have, if they would have put the title on someone else during the, the start of that that pandemic to to this point that they're could have been a a better ratings for Raw. I'm interested who that person would have been. You know what? And we don't know that, right? I mean, the fact of the matter is, you can't answer that question because it wasn't done. But, however, what is interesting is that they did have Drew drop that title during, the, during that run. Mm-hmm. So, and then he gets the title back, and what does he do? Drops the title to Bobby Lashley. So maybe they weren't, you know, as head over heels with the ratings that they were getting with Drew. Yeah. Now, does that mean you you end it? No, you give it, you know, you give the opportunity. But again, it's hard. It's it's hard to sit here and think um, for, you know, the longest period of time, a guy like Triple H fans to shit all over oh he's got the belt too long this guy's blah 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 fucking blah you know cena and triple h and orton oh god we're gonna see these guys again you know it's the same you know same shit so the fact of the matter is is that you know until they find that person who can carry that show to better ratings yeah which they're having trouble doing Gotcha. You know, that's all. No doubt. It's all. Doesn't mean he doesn't mean he's an awful wrestler or whatnot. It's just that we've seen him wrestle as champion. We've seen him wrestle for the opportunity to be champion. Um, hey, let's mix something new into it. And the idea of to me now, granted, Orton will probably end up in the ladder match. Because he can come in this week. Oh, oh, I saw a twinkle in DJ's eye. I haven't said or Uh-oh. done anything. Uh-oh. Don't even go there. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, East, Coast, East Coast, you already know what happened, don't you, East Coast? <laughs> oh, man. And also, shout out to everybody. Uh, if you want to uh, join us in our uh, Facebook chat, feel free to uh, join in. Uh, shout out to Chris, who's always rocking with us. We appreciate you, man, and thanks for uh, being on. He also he says though, I'm still in ho- holding out for an R Truth title run. 
<laughs> so I think you're going to be holding on uh, to that for a while, Chris, for that to happen. Um, another part of the show, I thought that was really good. Uh, Ricochet off the top rope onto Morrison over the bear crate. That was crazy. You know? That was awesome. And that is that is exactly how you film a spot involving a crash pad. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> true. It's true. That is exactly how you do it. Because it unlike, and you know, we're contrasting WWE and AEW. AEW, they perform the spot and you know the crash pad, the boxes, whatever, are yeah. in complete view of the camera angle that they chose to use. Whereas with WWE, was there a crash pad used? Right. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. You know, for those of us that, that think a little bit deeper, yes, of course they use some sort of a crash pad. Right. But there's no definitive way of knowing because of the camera angle that was used. Yeah. So which which is which goes to the um the shocking revelation Lana made this week on Jericho's podcast that the WWE pumps in fan reaction you don't oh say. my god <laughs> i don't like doing that shit for years <laughs> wonder it, did, why. it didn't take it didn't take them moving to the thunderdome to pump in crowd reaction but not only that but you wonder why this fucking chick was fired yeah you know <laughs> like yeah okay you're 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 stating, stating the obvious so the fact of the matter is is that we all know crash pads are used yeah. You just shoot it in the way that it doesn't look like a crash pad was used, and that's fine. Um, but now they're not going to have the luxury of doing that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you know, that's the the uh, the days of the camera, uh, unless they're able to, I don't know, fit a crash pad behind a barricade <laughs> with the front row sitting there. So. You know, it was it no, was see, a great the spot. front row is the crash pad yeah. <laughs> going forward. Yeah. As it should be, as as God intended it. <laughs> Let me ask y'all, do you think there is any as we're going back into live audiences, do you think there's a reason to use the Thunderdome in any capacity going forward? Not all the time, but Certain situations where you just want to try something different, um, you know, kind of going in between live audience and then sort of virtual. Do you think there's room for that or that's just not really not anymore? Does the virtual audience make them money? Well, they've been making money. But I'm just saying off of, you know, off of the, the, the money is not coming from the live gate. That's the whole thing. Right, right. Yeah, so know. they're going to be making tons more money off LiveGate. Um, actually, I don't know if it's Thunderdome that will be used as much as cinematic matches. I think that one thing the pandemic showed is that you can do a cinematic match. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you'll get that every once in a while. But I, the other thing too, they got to rent out that fucking Thunderdome for you know shooting something if they do it. And yeah, um, so. Exactly. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you're going to see much of it anymore. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the. I don't think the Thunderdome so much as the uh, the Performance Center. Um, I could see them actually doing some things, um, you know, some pre tapes and whatnot, and 
essentially just adding that to the the toolbox that they have mm-hmm. that they can pull from every now and then. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, they can they can shoot some vignettes, they can shoot some things that don't. Um, you know, the, to where they don't need live crowds for um, whatever the situation may be. So um, it's just it's just another thing that they can add into their arsenal. So the biggest question is how many of those TVs were Samsung and are they returnable? <laughs> for real. <laughs> oh, shit. oh god! All right. Uh, well played. Um. All right, is that it? Wait, are, are we not going to talk about the the greatest thing on the show? That's what we that we ever... go ahead. Yeah, we we got to talk about Ava Marie and how amazing her fucking in ring skills and her mic skills and everything about her is. And um, I think Dewdrop's uh, holding her back. I, I think that uh, Ava's a real star. So you definitely. Just, so neither one of you guys are really feeling where they're going with this. Well, they're going to end up with uh, Lana and Ava as a tag team in AEW. Don't you see it? <laughs> Obviously, any anybody can see where this is going to go eventually. I mean, it's it's going to be used as you know a way to separate um, Dewdrop or Piper Niven from Eva Marie. Um, they've already planted the seeds for that shit, and she's been on TV for two weeks. So, hooray, long-term storytelling. Well, they probably had this, uh, you know, in mind. You know, <laughs> I, I just, I think that there, I, I hope that there is a, just a bit of sadistic this going on back there going hey you know what we should do we should bring back eva marie and then we can have it seem like she's going to we'll tell her we're going to build her up we're going to make her this star and it's going to be amazing she'll get so much more opportunities she'll become as big as john cena or the rock in the movies you know it's going to be amazing for you Ava. you gotta come back Mm -hmm. and then we'll put her with we'll put her with this wonderfully talented huge opposing you know presence and uh and just have evo just eat a big shit burger and that just makes me just giddy to think that's even a possibility to have uh that have uh the talks honestly i um i still don't think vince actually knew who the fuck they were hiring back probably not recently that I, th- I think the thing that really makes me laugh about that entire situation is how long were we seeing vignettes and promos, you know, talking about, you know, women empowerment and, you know, the, e- the, the evolution and all this other kind of shit. Um, the, the vignettes made Eva Marie look like she was going to be coming back in as a baby face. And of course, you know, somebody that the young girls uh, can, um, you know, use as a role model and things like that. Um, and then obviously as soon as she debuts, it's the, it's a 180. Um, that was, that was what instantly just made me laugh profusely when I saw the way that everything was unfolding and to see just how, uh, twisted and perverse the, um, the Eva Marie character actually is. Um, it, this is definitely coming straight from Vince, guarantee. 
The best thing about it is they set it up um, anticipating that she's actually a wrestler. And then <laughs> you see, she's not. I mean, something something tells me that they, like, Vince thought that he was getting Ty of Valkyrie. <laughs> and then it ended up being Eva Marie. And he's like, well, what happened to the other chick? And it was all, she's down. She's playing this character named Frankie Moreau. Um, so she's well, tied up down there. Um, and you just committed all this money to her. So what do you want to do? I don't know. Throw her out there and uh, have her tag with that, uh, that, that, you know, the, the, what, Bertha Faye? Whoever that chick is. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Well, we got to see where they're going to go with this. I'm I'm hoping that when she finally gets in the ring, that her talent is just a lot better than when it was when she left. Oh, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I, that's what I'm, I'm hoping, hoping for. That's what I'm hoping for. You know? <laughs> I'm hoping it's not the same Eva Marie we had when she left. I'm hoping she put in that work. So now that she came in, she's she's going to just shock us all. That's what I'm hoping. Let me have something to hope for, man. <laughs> Good God. Um, all right. Well, we have to keep our eyes out and see where that, where that all goes. Uh, anything else? I just, hoping? I just hope they're signing her checks to the right person. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, uh, anything else on Raw? No? Okay. Um, let's jump over to NXT. And that was actually a really good night, man. I um I mean I we could be all night just running down everything that, that happened, but um but what really stood out to you? I, I like how the show kicked off with the number one uh, women's contenders match. And I that was it's great, man. It's um I don't know what it is about NXT, man. It's just it's like they just get it, right? Am I wrong on it? Yeah. Like they just they no. get it. <laughs> it, it it's, like, it's it's the it's the WWE show that Vince has absolutely zero input on. That's yeah. why you enjoy it. Yeah. Let's, Which is, let's just call it what it is. And and that's that, that's actually stunning that he was even at the performance center this week. Oh, he was. I didn't Pro- even catch yeah, it. I, okay. I'm surprised. I'm surprised he knew the address. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I, I I still trip out that everyone says he doesn't know anything about that product, you know, when it's under his fucking really, brain. really, you still trip up, you you trip out on that. I when do, first, I really do. I just his first his first words when he walked through the door, and the first person he saw was like, "I thought we fired that fat Samoan." <laughs> right. Impact. Yeah. Let's. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. Have you seen anybody from NXT debut on the main roster and how they've been treated? Absolutely nothing like their character in NXT. Right. And now I so, understand where when um, we did that three count article not too long ago about um, Triple H made a response. Um, he was talking about how the fans mess things up for themselves. But he had mentioned that there's some of the talent 
from NXT that just like staying where they're at and not necessarily move up. And I could see that now. You know, I could go, okay, you know, because at first I always was thinking that the goal was to move up into one of the main shows. But, I mean, why not if you're successful and doing well in an NXT brand? I see it now. It's interesting. I mean, that's that's long been the, the thing with Champa. That's why he's still in NXT. He's he's said that if he gets moved up to the main roster, that he's just going to retire. Yeah. Wow. So, well, I mean, the guy is sixty-seven. So, no. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, it, the truth of the matter is, is that it was the goal because the WWE had a bigger actual marketing. You know. Um, with your deals on t-shirts and toys and all that shit. Yeah. Well, as NXT then gets moved to TV and, you know, grows in its popularity throughout the years. Um, I mean, yeah, you're making less money under the contract there, but you're also probably taking in a damn decent amount of money on the merchandising, which you would have been taking, you know, it, it's the reason you go up to the main roster, essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's the thing is, is it, it's a better product um, for for many different reasons. One of the first reasons is the environment is always going to be a controlled environment. Okay, they're they're not um, they're not walking in and having stuff you know thrown in their face out of the blue this is what you're doing today essentially because of the fact that they already have that outline of you know where they're going with things Mm -hmm. it's a smaller it's a smaller contained you know product you don't have as many wrestlers to worry about right so it's a total different animal um you can open up the show with a huge tag team match like that, you know, where there's, it's, it's women's wrestling. There is just action just happened constantly. Mm-hmm. And one of the, you know, comparisons is if you look at the main roster and you look at, even as talented as those women are, I don't think you could open up a Raw or a SmackDown with that type of match because there's not enough, you know, talent to carry that essentially without putting, you know, all, you know, your, your Charlotte and your, you know, Bailey and your Becky's and your, you know, all those top tier talents, because those are, those people are all usually in singles matches. So what do you do? You combine people like Shayna and Naya, which is all right enough, but you know, that wears out quick. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah. you know, Candace and Indy, that's not going to wear out. Right. It's a perfect parent. Right. Yeah. So, you know, um, and you also do things too, like it's already set up for Zoe and EO to potentially have the tag team championships and then to inner fight. 
after you know they lose the straps yeah so they you know they're already hinting at that and that might mean they might not even win the tag straps because of uh you know which by the way few- it's just amazing going speaking of them too there was a partner ring right when the bell ring eo kind of pushed Zoe back a little bit telling her to pretty much get out of the ring i'm starting off and then she actually waved at her like okay bye-bye <laughs> you know and it was like it's those little things that when you catch that you go, wow, that's really awesome. Like if you really got a chance to see that part, you could kind of see how it is going to be the start of something. I mean, you wouldn't tell that if you didn't see that and you watched the whole match. You'd be like, wow, they're great and they are great. But there was that little bit of, you know, tiny bit of, hey, it's about me right now. You go move. I'm the one in charge. Bye bye. See ya. You know, and I love that part of that. So, yeah, I see what you're saying about that happening between the two um anything else you know what's so funny when we had a a group of of five of the bad boys i was um we used to always talk about how much we love cameron grimes and we had people that just shit on him and it's just amazing just to watch just how great this guy is right now and the thing about it is, uh, is we saw this back then you know, we were like, oh, yeah. this guy is a, <laughs> is a star, you know? Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. And it's just amazing to see where he's at right now. Um, but let me you, ask you, you, you. said it. You said it, by the way. <laughs> you, you did. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll take the heat. Um <laughs> But um, but let me ask this though. Okay, so uh, L.A. Knight, Cameron Grimes. Okay, the loser, Cameron Grimes, pretty much. If he loses, has to be the Butler. Now that kind of hit me a little bit. It, that was part of a AEW storyline, correct? Yep. <laughs> I, I have to call it, and I don't like to call shit out like that. But I'm like, well, I. I, I, I I, I'm, I'm shocked as shit that you're actually pulling this out. No, I know. Because I, I, figured, I figured I would have to be the one to say it. No, I heard it, and it, and I just did, oh, shit. I mean, I, I, I think it's going to be great. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. But I just, when I heard it, I was like, why is it the same exact? I, I don't mind certain things crossing, because you're going to have that in wrestling. But so close, I mean, we just had it. We just had the Butler uh, story. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Come on. Where am I Slow tripping? the chain. Where am I tripping? First off, first off, everything in wrestling has already been done. True. Yep. Okay. Yes, we get that. All right. So that, that's first. Okay. Second off. Okay. Let's look at the difference. Who the fuck was the AEW butler? <laughs> Chuck Taylor. Okay. That I know. I know. <laughs> no, but... but Here's the difference. This makes fucking sense. Pure and simple. This makes sense. Because Cameron Grimes and L.A. Knight had a one-on-one thing going on for that million-dollar belt. Grimes still wants that belt. Here's the stakes. If you don't win, you become my personal butler. Okay, so what's going to happen? They're going to do it a lot better than that piece of shit fucking bullshit that AEW did with it. Because I'll tell you right now, Cameron Grimes, 
pretty fucking talented. Uh, Chuck Taylor, good pair of shoes. I'll give you, uh, listen, I, I will give you that. Wow. I will, I, I will say Sin City. I, I do think that is going to be ran better. But the only thing I'm just saying, I'm just calling out was just like, maybe use a different, what's another term for Butler? I would even would accept that, you know, uh, some other. DJ, watch, watch what you say about that. <laughs> I'm All just right. going to say okay. I'm glad that you're the one putting right. this out here. Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, and, and, and we, I mean, I don't think you'd necessarily want to say something like he's his manservant because Kenny Omega has one of those, and we know that that's, you know, right. a real-life situation, so. Yeah, well, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just take another drink. <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah. All right. Um yeah. so we're gonna see <laughs> we're gonna see where all of that goes to uh, uh and I, I yeah, go ahead. I, I think Cameron Grimes will do a great job as LA Knight's butler. Yeah. I think I think that'll happen. Yeah. Otherwise I wouldn't have made the step. Sure. Yeah, let's let's just hope that everything goes good at LA Knight's wedding. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Oh lord. Um a lot of others um do we do you guys want to mention? I mean, I got types of all types of things, but uh you know, I'm not going to run everything down. Anything that really stood out for you guys on else on the show? Um go ahead, Steve. All right. Um, yeah, I'll 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 talk about it. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the NXT North American Championship match. Yeah. Um, which which ended up being an impromptu match. Um, the uh, quite frankly didn't anticipate on there being you know a, a North American title match that night, and we got a North American Championship change yeah. that night. Uh, Swerve Scott knocks off Bronson Reed um, to take the championship. Now, obviously, if anybody has read, you know, any of the news involving Bronson Reed, um, this makes sense. Uh, he has been rumored to be uh, moving on up to the main roster very shortly and uh, has um, wrestled on WWE main event. So, um, obviously, they liked what they saw, so thus they took the title from him. And uh, he's going to be appearing on a Raw or a SmackDown near you very shortly. Yeah. But uh, it, from from the moment that uh, that they signed Shane Strickland or uh, Swerve Scott uh, mm -hmm. and brought him and gave him a platform on the show, I've been talking this guy up, um, saying that he is amazing. Yeah. Um, I was a huge fan of his work on the Indies. And I'm still a huge fan of his work now. Um, they've got a great faction behind him. And yes, I said a great faction, um, you know, with uh, with Top Dalla and Ashanti the Adonis and B-Fab. They're all doing their own thing. And for them to gel as well as they have in this short amount of time really speaks volumes for those individual competitors, but also for the agents and the people that have been giving them help and giving them pointers along the way. Um, so great stuff all across the board. Yeah. I couldn't be happier for, for Isaiah Swerve Scott. I agree, man. I second that. And it's going to be, it's going to be nice when, um, you know, Bronson Reed gets his opportunity 
Um, I haven't heard that funk is on a roll song in a long time. So I got a feeling that, you know, that's going to be nice hearing that. And he come out with the fucking Dell Lakes and it's going to be awesome. Bro. Hey, right there, Naomi. I mean, she's, she's already familiar with the dance routine. <laughs> yeah. She knows what's up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure that Vince was like, well, I thought this guy was on Fox. <laughs> All right. We've got him now. Yay. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, man. Um, yeah, good call out there, Steve. Uh, congrats to Swerve from taking that North American uh, title there. So, uh, yeah, um, there's gonna can be. We, oh, go ahead, can, we, can we just credit uh, Samoa Joe for uh, uh, a allow allowing Kyle O'Reilly just to. <laughs> That is and you great. just hear Adam all just fucking yelling, Joe, get him off me! <laughs> it was great. And then, and then Joe, of course, happens to be there to pull Johnny Gargano on the way across his speeding car. Right. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Um, I, you know, it's it's going to be interesting. I think fans will be let down if uh, it doesn't lead to a cross Joe match, um, which you can easily um, potentially see that type of match being a, um, you know, not for the title per se. Mm-hmm. I think you could actually basically if Joe. Um, wins the match, then the title becomes vacant. Mm. And they could have some tomfoolery go on to, you know, somehow uh, make it where Cross isn't really defeated, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, or the simpler route is, you know, Cross does something to the point where he doesn't stop to the point where Joe is just so fed up that Joe fires him. Mm. And then he disappears, you know, and then makes his, his debut on the main roster. And then you have a conflict between Regal and Joe where Regal's like, you don't have the authority to do this kind of stuff, you know? And then uh, maybe it leads to that. Uh, I still want to see that Regal Joe match that, uh, <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, Regal has been one of Joe's biggest supporters for, I guess it's been over 20 years now. So that would be fun. I don't think we'll ever see Regal in the ring again. But, uh, yeah, I think that's where we're headed. Of course, that's what they're teasing is across uh, Samoa Joe, some kind of confrontation. And. That, that actually makes a lot of sense because uh, as I was watching this show specifically, it, it definitely looked like they were, you know, pulling toward that. And it almost feels like as if that feud would be bigger than the championship, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it would be, it would be one of those things where you could still keep cross in an amazing position on the card. Um, but it would actually serve both, um, you know, it, it would serve both purposes. Um, it would help to elevate somebody else to take that championship, but also it would in turn help to elevate cross, um, to, 
presumably defeat and walk all over Samoa Joe. And obviously I don't, I don't think that he's going to, you know, I don't think it's going to be a squash match by any means, but I think that cross wins that match without question, or at least he should. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. I think that everything becomes more interesting with the fact that Vince was down there. Mm. because that also might mean that in scouting these guys in, in trying to see, you know, who he might want to bring up and stuff. I think that you kind of got twofold. One is potentially then letting the NXT staff know who's getting the next call-ups, right? Then you're also looking at, um, the potential that with uh, I with this with this idea, if NXT guys are going to get called up, I say we see cuts at the main roster sometime right after SummerSlam because oh, we haven't really seen we haven't seen the main roster cuts to an extent yet. You know, we saw some of them, but I think some of the dead weight is finally going to go. We can start with a uh, God. What's her name? Oh, Eva Marie. <laughs> but I, I honestly, I think that that's what you're going to see is you're going to probably see some of these NXT guys get called up because they're probably going mm-hmm. to uh, cut some of the the main guys. I would assume. Damn. Well, that sucks to see that uh, continuing to happen, but um, I guess that's what it is. But it's smart. No, I, I get it's it. It's smart. I get it. I get it. Well, but the whole thing is, is that the more of those guys that are your lower to mid-level that you can cut and have AEW sign, then the AEW guys who could potentially be big stars – who they're not going to get contracts because all this money is getting doled out is they're going to end up signing with NXT and eventually become the next major stars for the, for the company. It's a fucking playbook that has been out there for 25 years. It's like, if you can't see, if you're the company that can't see what was done wrong by the former company that was on the same network, then you guys are a bunch of fucking fools. And this is what we're seeing playing out right now. Yeah. Before we jump right over to AW, any excitement to uh, to to see the return of the the breakout tournament that's going to happen in uh, uh, a couple of weeks? Any uh, any remembrance of the breakout tournament? Because I totally fucking didn't remember at all. <laughs> well, they made they made a lot of reference to the breakout tournament, so you know. I don't. I don't personally see any value in uh, watching a tournament called the outbreak, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially after the pandemic, especially after the pandemic. <laughs> gotcha. 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 You know, you know, it's even worse because they put 19 people in it. So it's going to be <laughs> breakout 19. Oh man. <laughs> Dude, quick with it. Quick with it. All right. AEW, Sin City, Steve, what you got, what you got? 
Well, much like how NXT got off to a hot start, uh, AEW yet again gets off to a hot start this week. Uh, Young Bucks versus Eddie Kingston and Penta El Zero Miedo. Um, and the stip was that if Kingston and Penta win, then they get a an AEW tag team title shot next week at AEW Road Rager. And what do you know? Kingston and Penta pick up the win. Um, now, honestly, this, this match got things off running pretty, pretty good this week. Um, I, I've talked numerous times about AEW and how they front load the show with a solid match that gets the crowd amped up and gets the crowd invested in the show. And I think that that is one thing that they've really, really honed in on and they've gotten great with is that, you know, they, they don't start the show by a 20 minute promo or anything of that nature. Um, and they, they get you off and running with a, um, you know, with a solid match in this case, uh, it was, a, it was a 16 minute match. Um, you had a little bit of the, the fuckery with, uh, you know, Brandon Cutler and the cold spray. Um, and then obviously the good brothers running down, but also you had, uh, Frankie Kazarian come out and, uh, you know, kind of even up the odds a little bit. Um, so I, I think that it's really cool that after the, the ending of SCU that, they still have things for Frankie to do. And I think that he's done extremely well in his role so far. Um, almost forging a little bit of alliance against the elite. Um, and obviously he's got the merch, you know, for elite hunter and things like that. Um, it, it got off and running pretty well. Um, Question on that. What? On that. Yeah. This is, and this is something that I think is, it, it doesn't refer to just AEW, but all companies in general. So you just had a match between the two teams that were fighting for a match for the same match to happen the next week. That's the only disappointing thing. I would have rather have seen those two wrestle another team. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, unfortunately it, it's almost lazy booking at times. Um, Realistically it's, it is what it is. Um, I think that, you know, the young bucks coming out there and I do have to give a shout out to their brand new facial hair, um, <laughs> that they just so happened to grow in the last, in the last week. Um, I think they was- both them and, and Kenny Omega. They were referenced as being, um, as porn stars. Uh- yes. <laughs> or, or looking like Jim Ross did in the seventies when he was a ref. Go back and look that shit up. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it's uh, it, it 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 accomplished what it needed to do. It built to another match for the for their you know their super show or you know whatever they're choosing to call it. Um, now keep in mind, this is kind of the the structure that AEW is going to run. Um, even once they move to TBS and and things of that nature, they're still going to do. Uh, I believe it's four of the uh, the sub pay per views per year, um, and those are going to still be on TNT. But uh, the normal weekly show, the normal Dynamite show, will be on uh, TBS um, starting uh, later this year. So, um, yeah, the, albeit you know, outside of the lazy the lazy booking of not getting a, a different team in there to actually have a number one contender match. 
Um, I think that all four guys brought it. Um, it very solid, very solid start to the show. I would tell you this. Uh, Let me just throw this in. I I, I kept saying, am I yeah. going to say it? Should I not say it? Should I say it? Should I not say it? Do fuck it. it. Fuck it. I'm going to say don't it. Hold, don't hold anything back, man. It's just the one thing that, because I, I enjoyed the match too, except for the for the exception of this this one part. So who's the guy with the cold spray cans? Brandon Cutler. This guy is on the top of the ring. He accidentally yep. sprays, but not only did he accidentally spray the wrong guy, he continues yep. to spray after he's he that shit annoys me. And then he's going and then he's <laughs> and then he's got this this look on his face like, look what I've done, why I'm still spraying the fucking cans. I, it's stupid. That bothered me. You know, it's one thing to accidentally spray and you go, oop, my bad, I, I fucked up. I, I didn't mean to do that. It's another thing to take it to the extreme of, oh, my God, I messed up. Look what I'm doing, but I'm still spraying. I hated that. I that hated was that. the joke. And I didn't like that it. That was the joke. Right. And I didn't like it. One bit. Obviously not. Don't like it. I don't like that type of comedy. Keep that shit off. All right. Keep going. What we well, got next? To each their own. To each their own. All right. So uh, elsewhere, uh, Jungle Boy picked up a win over Jack Evans. First yeah. AEW competitor to 50 wins. Yay. Um, another another promo with Kenny Omega coming out looking like Triple H from Wish. Uh, from back in the day when, uh, you know, Triple H had the, uh, the big gold belt and he had the facial hair exactly the same way. Um, there's a meme already all over the internet. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that was a uh, a shot at Triple H or what the deal was, but, um, yeah, I, I thought that that was pretty funny. And then you had the Dark Order come out on behalf of Hangman Page and essentially set up the title match for All Out between Omega and Page, where hopefully they have Page go over and they do the right thing. Oh, Jesus there you Christ. go, boys. All right. Yeah. Good old AR from nineteen seventy six. You're 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 missing the uh the facial hair. Right, yeah. Couldn't find but, it yet. Couldn't find it yet, but <laughs> but one hell one hell of a find there, Michaels. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he uh it's amazing what uh drinking can do. No shit. <laughs> no shit. Um Elsewhere, uh, we had Miro uh, defeating Brian Pillman Jr. in a TNT Championship match, um, and you know it was it was a quick kind of a uh, a showcase match, uh, more so for Miro, but it did get Brian Pillman out there, and they did hype him up on commentary. Um, so you know we'll see where they go from here, but uh, it it helped in my opinion to build both guys a little bit. Uh, obviously Miro was convincing in victory, but uh, they did put over Pillman on commentary quite a bit. So um, that was one thing that I took from that match. And then our main event, MJF and Sammy Guevara. Uh, these guys killed it um, without a doubt, killed it a uh, 20 minute match. MJF goes over um, both guys, just tombstone from the top, uh, Spanish flies, uh, Sammy Guevara doing a dive from the top rope over the barricade into like the third row. Yeah. Solid match. If you guys, if you're watching this or listening to this and you didn't watch it, 
I would recommend spending 20 minutes of your time going back and watching this match. Um, and stop it right before the end. It, without a doubt. I was about ready to say that. Um, yeah. Watch that. And then the promo video, which immediately followed it, they did a really good job of, you know, putting a nice little bow on their time at Daly's place because they're going back out on the road starting next week and they're going to be on the road continually. Um, so who knows the next time that they'll be back in Jacksonville. Um, and yes, as soon as that promo video or that, that, uh, that recap video ends, go ahead and just cut the feed right there. No need to, you know, no need to sit there and listen to embellishments, especially from an aforementioned referee that, uh, <laughs> you know, inadvertently referred to AEW Dynamite as WWE Dynamite yet again. <laughs> you know, by the Inadvert way. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, inadvertently, isn't he trying to, he's trying to sink the company, right? Vince sent him there to sink the company, right? You you, you did say that like right in the beginning when he went there. So <laughs> who knows? Could be. I'm surprised that Excalibur didn't quickly correct him because I, I found out that that's his real role on the show is just to correct everything that Jr. says because that's all I ever hear is just the constant correcting <laughs> and that's Excalibur's job but he did, I guess he had turned his mic off like okay that's the end of the show and by the time that he heard him say that it's like oh shit you know but the cameras went off so he didn't get a chance to correct him but Excalibur you gotta keep your mic on and your headphones on until they l totally tell you that it's off because JR may say something and you need to quickly be on it. That's your job, man. That's why you're there. So, and also prop, props to Chris Jericho for being on commentary for the whole night too. Uh, he did make the show more entertaining as well. So, yeah, yeah, he's he's becoming more of a better uh, talker than wrestler right now. I mean, you know, and that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, I. Quite frankly, I would be I would be cool with, you know, Jericho stepping into a commentating role on a permanent basis once he walks away from the ring. Yeah. Um, you know, in contrast with Taz, um, there's another person. Keep him on commentary. Fuck this whole Taz bullshit. Get rid of this whole Team Taz thing. It's 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 useless. It's pointless. Let him be a commentator. Well, you know? I, I, I think that we're starting to see the, the beginning of the end of Team Taz, though. Because, obviously, I mean, they did make the announcement that it's going to be Starks versus Cage next week for the, the FTW title. Of course, that's going to fracture the stable. And then, so what? You've got Hook, who is Taz's son, and Will Hobbs. Um, which, I mean, quite frankly, Powerhouse Hobbs, he can do extremely well on his own. Um yeah. And he's he's a beast, bro. Um, Hobbs is great. Hobbs is the one who should have that F FTW title. Yes. To be honest. Yes. Starks doesn't need it. Starks will nope. you know go on. He'll be a, a you know a, a TNT champion or whatever. Um, Hook, um, boy, I mean, he's really Taz kid. You know, sometimes you look and you kind of go. I mean, I, I would assume he's tough, but. He's still, it's just like, it's like Ray's kid. It's like Hook and, and, Do and Dominic need to be a tag team. And they need to be a tag team in somewhere like fucking, uh, you know, NWA or something. Let those guys get experience down in somewhere where you're not getting too much exposure. 
and build up a little bit. Which, uh, quite frankly, I mean, they've been they've been fucking the football on this whole uh, talent promotion or talent exchange thing that they've been doing with Impact. I mean, quite frankly, and you know, obviously, we'll we'll talk about that stuff, but that's what you should have been doing for a lot of these guys that need this seasoning. You've got some people on, on the AEW roster that this is their first real major promotion. They don't have a whole lot of ring time in there um, under their belts. So it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, send those people to impact, have the impact guys go over them. Fuck it. Who cares? Get them in the ring, get them to be able to get their timing down, refine themselves. That's what they should have been doing this entire time. But no, they've just been doing fuckery with finishes. Um, the other thing that uh, on the show that I think to me was the one point that I was kind of disgusted, and that was Rebel. I, I, I don't know what to say, man. Um, when you watch someone physically claw at the mat to pull themselves to get to the ringside and they fucked up majorly. It's, it's a disgrace. Um, I know that there's a comparative video out there uh, between what happened to Mercedes Martinez on getting knocked out in her match on NXT and um, what happened to rebel. And the fact of the matter is, is that it took them over a minute and a half to two minutes with ring action still going on and having her fairly close to that action before you could see that the, you know, there were guys out there and trying to get her on the stretcher while they're still doing the final spot where Brit's going through a table. So you have an injured wrestler and what are you going to do? You're going to put another one of your wrestlers while that person's still trying to be helped through a table, just stop matches. Just just fucking bring it home. Yep. Get get right into now. the other fucking side of the ring so you're not, you know, rolling around. And I think that this is where some of the greenness is. Yep. Because unfortunately, I love Nyla. I think that she's really, uh, you know, she works, uh, you know, decently. Um, I think she's a better worker than Nia. Um and um, I love Britt to death. I think she's amazing. Um, it's a simple call. Just fucking go over to the corner opposite of the ring so they can actually physically get the fucking girl out of the ring. But, you know, yeah, you got to learn from that. Because the other issue you have, too, during that match is clearly you can see that her legs are still in the shot on the opposite side and no one's doing yeah. anything to her and no one's the commentators ignoring the fact that we still see the legs just sitting there. You gotta say something. Well, you, you know what I mean? You can, yeah, you can actually see, um, rebel say to Nyla, right. drag me to the ropes. Like you can, you can read her lips sure. and she says yep. that you, and one other thing you could only imagine how painful that injury was. It was a dislocated kneecap. Holy Fuck. Yeah. I have not had that happen, but I know people that have, and it is absolutely painful. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Because you can't, I mean, she she literally could not mm. move her hips. Like, you, you have to keep 
I mean, she literally had to fucking claw to pull herself because you're at it. You just can't move anywhere directionally. And uh, it, yeah, it's horrible. You know, and going back to the what I was just saying about the fact that you you still see her her legs in the shot. And again, the commentators are not saying anything. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering. Like I've always thought that the job of the commentators are to always be looking at the monitors, not necessarily looking at what's happening in the arena. And that was the second time because the first time earlier that night, they had mentioned the Good Brothers have just showed up, but they hadn't even showed up on the screen yet. And I'm like, why would they mention that? So why are they looking at the live shot instead of the monitors? You're always supposed to be looking at the monitors so you know what we are seeing. Your 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 play calling to the people at home. <laughs> so you know, when it's a shock to us, it should be a shock to you. So it was the, the, the second thing that had happened tonight that goes, are you guys not seeing what's going on? Why are you calling things out before they happen? And why you see things that don't make sense and not mentioning it? You know, I don't know. It's just. <laughs> one of those well, things too your your two main commentators are both over 60 years old so well, then they should I know mean, better <laughs> well so that's the that's the interesting dynamic that you pointed that out it's because they should know better than that but the question is is what like what is that set up there for them and how good is their eyesight right mm -hmm. and then your other guy you got in a mask so <laughs> yeah i mean you know you could say well maybe he did his trouble seeing stuff because of the fucking mask but right uh and then you have jericho out there and you know i i think that sometimes when when you put a jericho or a taz out there the sad thing is it it shows that Really, you should get Ross. You should go backstage. Shivani should be an interviewer. You know, backstage. Get rid of Marvez, and I don't know who the fuck he's. You know, is he? Does he supply Tony the the Coca Cola, or uh, is that why he's around? Hey, man, maybe he maybe he just has a no cut clause in his contract. <laughs> I thought it was a pure cut clause. <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right, guys. Well, I guess that would be uh, AEW right there. Um, I'll talk a little bit about Impact Wrestling. They they kicked off the show with the number one contender for tag team titles. It was Falaba and TJP uh, versus Rich Juan and Mil uh, Willie Mack. So the winner of those two would have been uh, fighting the uh, tag team from Violent by Design, but I guess Violent by Design decided to interfere within that match, and now we don't have a definitive winner. So uh, I guess at some point they will wrestle again, but as of right now, we don't know who's going to um, compete against Violent by Design for those tag team titles. So we had that. Uh, one thing I thought was pretty interesting on the show. So apparently Deanna Perrazzo has a you know, getting rid of her crew. Her crew was Susan and Kimberly. So she has now she fought um, Susan on Impact 
last week and you know beat her and don't want to, didn't want to have anything to do with Kimberly as Kimberly was trying to talk some sense in her. Then on BTI, which is before uh, Impact comes on to this past week, Deanna had a match with Kimberly, which she beat Kimberly. So apparently she's now disavowing herself from her group. All right. Now just leaving. Steve, see right there. That's a perfect example. They allowed them to be on being the elite, right? (laughs) BTI. That's funny. Anyways, um, so Susan and Kimberly's like, look, why don't we compete for the tag titles? You know, we could be a tag team. Let's just go for that. And Susan's like, yeah, but what happens if we don't win? And then Kimberly said, well, maybe it's time to uh, bring back Sue Young. And Susan goes, who? <laughs> which is great and then the cameras just went to commercial i love that great shit so i'm i'm guessing pretty oh, soon good shit <laughs> pretty soon you know we should uh get the return uh still my whole favorite of uh all of our characters is is Susie. by the way that's my personal favorite okay uh <laughs> but here what everybody want to talk about team callus versus team dreamer that was your main event, all right? So, Team Callis, you got the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega versus Chris Sabin, Moose, and Sammy Callahan, who is this Team Dreamer, okay? Now, we got Slammiversary coming up. It's going to be happening in a couple of weeks, the same weekend as Money in the Bank. Got Money in the Bank on Sunday. You got Slammiversary on Saturday. It's going to be a huge, big wrestling weekend that's uh, full of – uh, pay-per-views that you can sit and enjoy. And one of the matches on that show, because they only got three matches that they have announced so far, is going to be Moose versus Chris Sabin. Apparently, they really hate each other. But, yes, they're in this particular match in this, on part of the Team Dreamer that's going to come against the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega. So, as you can imagine... As this this match is going well, and and the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega's getting their ass whooped, Moose don't want to play fair. He's pissed off, hates Chris Sabin, end up end up fighting one another. Uh, Moose eventually walks back to the back, and here we go, causing Team Dreamer to lose, and I got Team Callis with the win, which is interesting, right? Because in most cases. With a big pay-per-view coming up, normally Kenny and his team would take the loss, being that they know Kenny is going to win the title at the next event. So I'm not saying that Kenny's going to lose to – I'm not saying. I'm not saying he's going to lose to Callahan because I don't see that happening. But I just find that quite interesting that they took the win – you know, I mean, they do have one more week, but as, as of right now, they don't have a match for next week. So they're leaving the idea of them leaving on top. So I don't know, man. You know, I've hated this whole thing now that I've seen what's come out of it. But um, but anyway, that 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 was that was impact. Uh, again, everything's leading up to Slammiversary. You're going to have Chris Saban and 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 Moose that's going to have their match. You have Kenny Omega now for the uh, impact title. 
with against Sammy Callahan, and then you have the ultimate X match where you get a chance to get Josh Alexander, Petey Williams, Trey Miguel, uh, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, and Rohit Raju, which, uh, man, it's been excellent wrestling going on there. There was a match that happened between Petey Williams and, and Chris Bay that was fire. <laughs> you know, I just love watching. every Anything they do in that next division, man, is just worth watching. So, yeah, go ahead. I, I think that the, the best point about that mm-hmm. is essentially this. Um, so if you look at their roster and you start thinking, okay, um, I, I'm, I'm assuming Moose, they didn't have the title dropped to Moose because he was still in limbo with his contract. Now he has an extension signed. I think he's got like a three-year deal. Mm-hmm. He's getting paid better. So there's a good chance that the belt will make its way to him potentially. However, the biggest fuck up out of all this is that Impact is not building guys like Chris Bay and Rahit and, you know, Josh Alexander. All of those guys that you mentioned that are in that match mm-hmm. are the reason that you would want to watch Impact Wrestling. That's true. One of, one of those guys or multiple of those guys should be the ones in the title picture. Build your company around. It's not fucking, you know, it, the... If you think about TNA, really, I think, in my memory, AJ Styles is the only guy who was an X-Division guy, true and true, who ended up being the heavyweight champion. Um, I don't think you could really count Bobby Roode's a bigger guy. So I really think that you look what AJ Styles has accomplished in his career, any one of those guys is uh, you know except maybe pd williams because he's a little bit older but all those other guys why not why not fucking put the title on one of them and you know that guys like rohit and bay they can talk up a storm so you know and yeah I but think, do you honestly, think you think as much as 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 good sense as that make do you really think kenny will, will lay down to either one of those in, in the X division, although it would make sense. I'm just saying, I, I get what you're saying. You're correct. But do you think Kenny would actually say, I'll take that pin to Chris Bay? It would make the sense. Kenny Omega? Do- Kenny Omega, yeah. So Kenny Omega is going to take a pin from Sammy Callahan? I'm saying, I don't believe that's, that's going to happen. I don't, I don't believe that's going to happen. No, no, either. no, no. I'm, no, no. I, I what, what I'm saying, saying yeah. right, yeah. What I'm saying is the argument that fans yeah. have is that, well, who in Impact do you put the title on? Right. Because they don't have anyone that sticks out name-wise to you. Right. So that means that Impact has done something horribly, and that is they mm-hmm. haven't built their fucking talent roster right. yes. to be reflective of what wrestling is now. Right. And I think that, okay, you say, would Kenny take the pin? Well, eventually Kenny's going to have to ditch right. the title. Exactly. Right. right. Also, um, Kenny is, you know, kind of in some ways hinted recently uh, that he's in a lot of fucking pain. Oh, yeah. Um, So there might be a a time very soon that Kenny actually kind of steps back and either officially calls it quits or takes a hiatus. So the idea here to me is that 
if you want to get the attention for having a fucking amazing match and to put your title back in the picture as being something that's relevant, then you have guys like Chris Bay or Rohit, any of those guys, that's who Kenny should be wrestling because that is the person he can put a fucking match on with. Right. It gets lost, this idea of it has to be this, you know, this established person or this bigger guy or whatever. No, Kenny, Kenny Omega is best when he's wrestling guys who are fucking a buck 75 to a buck yep. 85. Yep. Put him in there with Chris Bay and I'll buy the fucking pay-per-view and I don't even watch impact. Seriously. Yeah. In fact, mm-hmm. if you do that, if you guys listening out there, if, uh, if you, uh, you know, uncle Scotty, or if you, uh, uncle Don, or if, um, you, um, Coke and a smile, uh, con, if you're listening, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and, uh, please do that. And Steve will not only buy the pay-per-view for himself, he'll buy the pay-per-view for all of us bad boys to uh, watch. So I'm with that, you know, yeah, sure, you just, you just sold four pay-per-views if you uh, put that match together. Boom. All right. And that's probably the most eyes impact we'll have had in probably six years. <laughs> or at least or at least four more I mean, four more you, buys that they normally didn't get. <laughs> y'all yeah, y'all did see how many people uh watched Impact this week, right? I didn't catch it. How how bad was it? Sixty nine thousand. Wow. Half of those were from a blind house. (laughs) (laughs) It just sucks, man, because there is so much potential there, man. Seriously. I mean, they have a great they have a great roster. Yeah, they have a great roster. Honestly, their creative is a lot better than what it's been too. in previous years. I agree. I agree. (sighs) Yep. What the hell happened to uh, y'all wouldn't know, but so match <laughs> match striker was one of the, the announcers, and they and and Todd, who had left for a minute, was like, "Well, he's on assignment." That dude been on assignment for almost two months now. He, I think he might be a rap, and Todd's got to come back to um, you know um, with D'Lo to commentate the show, you know. But what was it was striker? What happened to him? He just disappeared all of a sudden. So, anyways, um, let's move over to Smack down let's get to that what people really want to know about uh matt michaels edge opened up the show yeah he did and he closed the show Mm. so um pretty pretty so like i said earlier no bobby lashley right right and who cares you know it just but no roman reigns yeah (laughs) that's bad Ooh. That's not um, good. That's a good point, Jimmy, man. All right, all right. I, I like you, Mike. So, right. so Jimmy, and and, and, don't, and don't get me wrong, Jimmy Uso. Um, oh my God, you know he's he's wonderful. Um, but that beating that Edge gave him, yeah. <laughs> and since we don't know what's going on with Jay and not having Roman there, um, I'll tell you the glue of that whole story was Paul Hammond this week. Yep. Yeah. Oof, man, you talk about someone who can do a million things, but not saying a fucking word. Right. He is just that good. Yes. Um. 
So, so yeah, I mean, um, actually, I can understand, too, of uh, just kind of keeping them off for maybe weeks so you don't get that. I I kind of like that idea that you don't have to see the champion every fucking single show. Right. Um, but I think, you know, eventually that story's kind of, you know, going to be coming around here. Um, and what can we say about Edge? Probably one of the best fucking promos that you're going to hear this year. Uh, he's he's just so good. I don't know. He's been um, on fire he's, with promos. He's, he's always been good. Yeah. He's always been good on the mic. So, um, so um, you know, I, I know that some people out there just don't understand Edge and don't, don't like it when Edge shows up on the TV with his big old Edge eyes and, you know, his <laughs> grizzled old fucking uh, mountain man look. But, uh you know, he is the rated R superstar, and uh, I wouldn't mind seeing another sex party live on TV. So, hey, let's hope he wins. Uh, but, um, boy, Kevin Owens, can we talk about a guy who thought he'd be out for a little while? And right. uh, here he is, right back in the fucking game and putting on uh, amazing fucking Matt. Yeah. So, what's interesting about. Um, what we saw on SmackDown was SmackDown has been just repetitive on a lot of these ongoing feuds. Um, in comparison, we have an Apollo Cruz and King Corbin match, which by the way, um, you know, some of us are unkept. Okay. I don't understand why you had to be so harsh on it. Pat McAfee. Okay, uncapped is all right. Um, and it looks like Corbin somehow in, in one week looked like he lost 50 pounds. I don't know. No I don't shit. know how. It's just like they were able to transform him into this sad, pathetic shell of a human being right. within a week. Dude. Hey, let, 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 real quick, let's be real. Let's give some props to Corbin, though. I mean, he... Yeah legitimately like you you uh, you almost felt for the guy that's by true. the time all the the horse shit with rick boogs and yeah. you know all the taunting and the g-wagon getting towed and the whole deal yeah like you almost felt for him by the end of it yeah i i still i still am waiting for vince to pull the trigger literally on an angle where a superstar kills himself oh, and then oh, of boy. course of course he never did but you know, it was under the assumption, you know, you have the uh, the faux pas funeral in the ring, and then he comes out of nowhere to take the crown back from Shinsuke. But it's amazing. Yeah, you lose the crown, you lose 50 pounds, you gain back your uh, balding hairline, you lose a razor, you can't shave. Yeah. You know, so that that crown has a lot of power. Um, but but you put those two together with, uh, you know, against Big E and Shinsuke, and it's it, it was a rehash that didn't need to fucking happen. It was just like, ugh. But Sammy and Kevin, no matter how many fucking times you see them wrestle, it doesn't get old. And I do not know how the fuck, if you had Rock and Austin wrestle on that frequency, I think even people would have been bored with that. But with these guys... It's fucking amazing. The only thing I don't know if I really liked, though, was the fact that Sammy didn't get the opportunity to be in that ladder match. I agree with that. And I, 
actually. I know it's it's star power. You know, you want to put Kevin in, and also to give a little bigger matchup to a guy like Drew or something like that. But I would really like to see Sammy. Um, is someone blowing shit up? Uh, yeah, that's like the, yeah, the, the doing, of July still. They're doing fireworks by my yeah. Sorry about that, man. Good thing we didn't record <laughs> yesterday, or you we wouldn't have got nothing on. <laughs> no shit. But yeah, no shit. But yeah, they got them whatever they are rockets and mateys or so. Uh, uh, my bad, but yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's not bad. It's just you know, I, I it's like you hear this popping. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck's going on in your house? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Um, so uh, a couple other things. We got uh, the challenge between Bianca Belair and Bailey. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, looks like Bailey's going to be leaving TV for a little bit, maybe, because she said if she can't, if she quits, then she's not going to be back in the wrestling ring. So yeah. looks like uh, Bailey might be taking a little time I off. Thought, um, I heard her say that, but it didn't sound like that was something that they had agreed to. You know what I mean? Because she said I would leave uh, SmackDown, and she said I would leave wrestling. But like Bianca never said, "Well, let's put that on the on the line then that for you to leave." Like she never made that like concrete. So I didn't know if that was really going to be. She doesn't have to. She doesn't have to. The the people who count, Miss uh, Sonia Deville and Mister Adam Pierce, are the ones who will make that happen. And we'll probably see it this week, and almost guarantee. That when they say that this is the stipulation, Bailey will just start screaming and yelling. I never said that. I never meant that. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. more chicken shit heel stuff, which right. would yep. make sense. And, so, and yeah, it, you just use the draft to get her over to Raw at that point. Yeah, and give her give her a little time off. Yeah, um, you know, let her let her because she's been working of you yeah. know pretty steady. Absolutely, so. she's she's run SmackDown. Yeah, she has right. run SmackDown, especially through the pandemic, through through everything. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely been the MVP on yeah. SmackDown. Uh, outside of Roman Reigns, outside of Roman doing his thing, she has been a solid, solid anchor for the women's division. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it comes down to Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Reigns, and Bailey um, yeah. have been invaluable. And notice, we you know we're not saying stuff ever that's. Like, oh, this was crap, blah, blah, blah. It just, they they have so much going on there that it's it's ridiculous, Uh, including bringing back Zelina um, this episode, um, which, you know, put her straight into the the ladder match. Then, ironically enough, have Liv Morgan come out and pin her. So... In two minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So... um, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. That that was a scratcher, a head scratcher. Um, so it looks like Liv will eventually make her way into the ladder match, I would assume. Um, I hope. Yeah, hopefully. Um, and, uh, of course, we're going to see Seth versus Cesaro again next week, um, which seems to be the, the, um, you know, the way to get Cesaro into the ladder match, which... There's your equalizer for putting Drew in there. So, um, and I wouldn't necessarily say if Rollins loses that he'll be necessarily out of that match. I got a feeling he he weasels his way in somehow. So, could be wrong on that, but 
Oh, be interesting. And uh, boy, man, your boy, uh, your boy from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, uh, uh, you know, Buxton there. Uh, boy, he's. Uh, I I love when wrestling um, gives us the uh, shave, and you're totally a different person. No yes. shit. Yeah. We he's clean shaven and now he's elite and Corbin is can't find a razor and he's the shits. <laughs> so yep. apparently facial hair um, and, and, you know, the bucks getting their facial hair. Facial hair is becoming a big thing in pro wrestling nowadays to where you are on the card. So, right. um, you know, a note for all you uh, young up and comers out there. Um, you know, pay attention to that hair because it might make or break your career. Um, there's your SmackDown. Uh, that's that's pretty much what uh, yeah. what all happened. And you know, um, it's pretty pretty good when you can kind of you know touch on everything and not say that anything was you know total horseshit. Um, you know, that's yeah. that's rare. That's rare. So. Good stuff, man. Thank you much for that. Um, just a little bit of Ring of Honor. Uh, they had a pure title match against Fred Yehi versus Jonathan Grisham. Good match, man. It's um, I tell you, if you just want just an entirely different style of wrestling where you don't have to worry about getting a lot of uh, run-ins or just things that are caused there not to be a straight-up match, you get a lot of that on uh, Ring of Honor, and this match was definitely one of those one. The pure tournaments, the hard to say, the pure title matches, um, is absolutely what that is all about. And it and it um, it went about twelve minutes. Fred um, definitely had to wait over Jonathan Grisham, but um, his speed that he had allowed him to continue to hold on to that pure title. So he's ten and zero when it comes to being. Uh, the title, uh, the, the the title holder of that belt. So shout out to uh, Jonathan Grisham for doing his thing. Uh, and I guess the next match he's going to have, Jonathan is going to be against Mike Bennett. So we'll get a chance to see that, and that's going to be at the Best in the World. Okay, that's July 11th. So that's next weekend. It's going to have fans there. So um, that should be interesting to see their their first uh, uh, their first opportunity to have a fans and their. Um, their pay-per-view event. So we'll see if Jonathan can hold on to his belt there. Also, we got a chance to see, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, we've seen a lot of matches before, or I have seen a lot of matches with Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe fight one another. But right now, they, they've been distant because of the fight that they've, they've had sometime last year. And their father's like, look, you guys just need to just battle it out, go at it, and then let's come together so we can go back after those tag team titles. Because when they're together, you know, <laughs> they're pretty ruthless. They're a tough team when they're together. Um, they're good when they're separate, but when together, man, they're just beasts. So what did they decide to do? They had a chicken farm match. And this was actually at their <laughs> compound, which, you know, they have out in Delaware. And it was um, it was pretty awesome to see. Um, it started off in a in a ring that they had that was inside of of some of, of a barn, and then eventually moved outside as they fought against. Listen, um, 
you got uh you got uh mark that threw jay off of a camper okay now of course they had the crash pad there but still just watching him take that toss and flip over was like oh shit you know you got to see that by the way ring of honor had to several times at least five times uh put the message of please do not try <laughs> any of this at all i haven't seen that mess that 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 message that's, in a long time <laughs> especially if you live on a chicken farm <laughs> right <laughs> pretty much um so yeah so anyway that happened and then at one point uh mark picks up jay throws him in a in his in the back of his pickup truck told the cameraman go get in the seat they drove the, the truck uh over to the um over to the the, the 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 chicken area where I guess he says he's gonna he's gonna compost them, so um, you know that's where they had went to, and so they got out of the truck, starting up uh, fighting again, and this time uh, Jay ends up, you know, beating up Mark, puts him on the table, and then climbs a tree, gets on top of some old, I don't know, covered shed, and just jumps onto. <laughs> The, the the table it was it was a high a, a pretty high um uh, uh, uh roof that he was on i'm like shit man that's not like where most people jump from but he took that jump and onto the table so the father picks them both and they both can barely even uh you know stand up from that point they go back to the chicken farm and uh he you know now they're just they're they're fighting one another and the father just asking okay are y'all done you had enough you had enough you know, and after about another 10 minutes of just trying their best to knock each other out, they said, yeah, we had enough. So they are, you know, ultimately we can now imagine that they're back together. But just watching all of that put together was really exciting. Uh, something you don't get a chance to see often, uh, a chicken farm match. You know, if you get a chance to, to watch that, uh, you know, there's two brothers who, I mean, they show video package of them doing that when they were in their teens <laughs> so you know they got to live it out again as adults but it was great to see him in this uh capacity and it was fun it was really fun. it sounds like that match was pretty plucked up <laughs> pretty much pretty much uh so yeah that's ring of honor don't forget uh this weekend best in the world great matches is going to be coming uh to you if you get a chance to watch that all right we're uh we're, we're getting close to the end i just wanted to mention sin city um, as we move over to New Japan, just a couple of things I thought that uh, that caught my interest. Man, they announced their first U.S. show in over a year, Resurgence, and it's going to be August 14th at in Los Angeles at the Torch in the L.A. Coliseum. You um, you just found this out, huh? I just found this out. Yes. Yeah, it it, it kind of the knowledge kind of drops about. Two weeks ago. <laughs> okay. Good stuff. But um, but excited for that to happen. And, you know, may even try to, you know, if you're able to make a trip to that, that would be kind of great to see, man. That's old stomping grounds there. Um, and also, uh, actually, no, that was actually it. Um, so, was there anything since City that you want to mention about uh, New Japan? Yeah. Um, so just a couple of things really quick. Um, the, the biggest thing that they've got coming up is uh, their summer struggle event, mm -hmm. uh, July 10th and 11th. Um, obviously, uh, this is emanating from uh, Sapporo, Japan. Um, 
The first night is being headlined by El Desperado versus Taiji Ishimori for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, elsewhere on that show, it's uh, show and Kazuchika Okada versus Jeff Cobb and the Great Okan. So uh, Jeff Cobb getting getting in there with uh, Okada. So that'll be uh, that'll be interesting and fun to watch. Um, night two is being headlined by Taichi and Zack Saber Jr against Tetsuya Naito and Sonata for the IWGP Tag Team Championships. So, good stuff there. Yeah. Um, we'll see We'll see what happens, uh, you know, any kind of fallout from there. Um, obviously, Shingo is your current IWGP World Champion. Um, so, we're going we're gonna to see what happens next and who his next challengers are going to be, what yeah. the next dates are going to be. But... Uh, yeah, uh, it, it 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 looks like New Japan is is digging themselves out of this uh, this setback that they uh, yeah. were placed in. So, very good to see. Good, awesome, awesome. Who's, who's wrestling uh, at the Olympics for them? <laughs> <laughs> well played, uh, Mike. That, that that would be uh, that would be Master Watto. <laughs> Oh, oh man. man, I you know what we got to wrap this up because I got to do a little master watering myself. Oh so. boy, <laughs> hello. Did you want to mention anything local based, Matt? If not, this would be um, we'll wrap uh, the show up. But I don't know if you want to mention anything. Um, FSW uh, had high octane mm-hmm. scars and stripes um, this uh, past Saturday. Uh, we'll talk about it uh, on the Defalco files on Wednesday. Perfect. Awesome. Everyone, thank you for hanging out with us. Um, we'll give a couple of final thoughts because we're not going to have a three count, being that that normally is released on Tuesdays. we got a lot of good programming that's still going to be coming on on our podcast this week. So please download and, um, you know, and enjoy. It's going to be really good stuff. Uh, programming note also is that next week we, um, we won't be on, but we'll have something for you. So... We're in the, uh, I guess, part of the, still the the vacationing summertime kind of things happening, and um, and that's kind of what we're we're going through. But after that, you can pretty much say we'll uh, we'll pretty much be here all the time um, from that point. Um, so, <laughs> you know, so um, what final thoughts you guys may have, man? I'm gonna start with you, Cincy. Do you want to say anything, man, to the people? Definitely. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for uh, all the comments and all the great stuff going on in the chat. We had quite a few people in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So everybody that was active in there, you guys are awesome. Um, also, um, special shout out to uh, all of the brave men and women serving our country, uh, lands both foreign and domestic. Obviously, we just got done with July 4th. Um, so you know, a country is still riding high on patriotism, all that kind of fun stuff. So, um, again, thank you guys for what you do and, uh, you enable us to do this show last but not least repsports.com promo code Vegas at checkout, save yourself 15% repsports.com go there for all of your pre-workout weight loss and general wellness needs promo code Vegas at checkout, save yourself 15%. Perfect. Uh, shout out to the people at sin city said that came to chat with us, Michaela, Chris, Michael, Lawrence, we see you. Thank you. Um, 
some of our usuals wasn't there, but of course we're doing this on a different night and we also got some wrestling going on live right now. So a lot is happening, but we thank any, uh, anyone that comes and hang out with us and everyone that do. So uh, we just want to shout you out. My, Michaels, anything you want to say? Yeah. Well, uh, again, we uh, lose another wrestler uh, this week. It was uh, the Patriot Del Wilkes, mm-hmm. um, someone who uh, unfortunately because of injuries, uh, during his career, never, um, you know, reached the potential that, uh, you know, was seen in him, but, um, yeah. you know, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's sad that, uh, he passed away. They, uh, just started doing a podcast, uh, God, within this past year. Um, so, um, you know, anyone who, uh, hasn't listened, uh, you can, uh, hear some of his stories on the podcast, uh, that he was doing and, uh, you know, uh, go back and watch some of the stuff, uh, especially the stuff he did with, uh, Brett Hart in, uh, 1997, uh, during the, uh, the, the summer of, uh, America versus Canada, the greatest. Uh, <laughs> everyone be on the lookout. Ken Burns is doing a 15-part documentary on Canada versus the USA the summer of 1997, the Hearts versus the Patriots, and uh, also the uh, DX role. That uh, It's just going to be a very, very uh, moving PBS documentary series on something that was so important in the history of this country. Um, so, uh, um, yeah, keep your eyes out for that, which uh, probably will never happen. So. Well, there you go. We appreciate everyone again. We will uh, see you sometime soon, but keep a lookout on all of our podcasts. We have a lot of programming content coming to you. It's going to be great. And um, with that, we'll see you when we do. Take care. Peace. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.